Welcome to Renegade Performance Radio, where we help everyday people like yourself to become fitter, stronger, faster, well-rounded, and fulfilled athletes through the lessons, failures, and success we have achieved over the past 10 years on our journey as CrossFit Games athletes and now coaches. Welcome back to Renegade Performance Radio. You're here with Zach Nothling and the G Wizzy Cullum Wifford. Hello. Cullum Wifford. Cullum Gifford. Close. <laughs> <laughs> Close. Good start. Good start. All right. We're on. Today, we are talking about how to be a coachable athlete, being coachable. Mm. And so, why do you want to be coachable? Well, the whole reason that you're in this environment and in the gym is to, I presume, to learn and be better and to progress towards your health and fitness or your competitive uh, aspirations. Otherwise, you would probably just do it in a garage by yourself. For sure. Maybe it's a community a little bit too, but mainly because you probably want and need a little bit of guidance and coaching navigating this quite complex and complicated and sometimes confusing world that is personal development, CrossFit, progression. Mm -hmm. Functional fitness. And so, Callum, in your opinion, what would you say is the number one trait uh, or thing that someone could be doing uh, in regards to being coachable in your experience? Uh, two what, things. What do you like to see? Um, someone who's receptive, mm-hmm. um, who actually pays attention to you when you are like trying to give them information and just talk in general. Um, that's number one. And number two is... I don't think being open to criticism is the right words for it, but being able to accept that what you're doing might not be the best way and mm-hmm. there might be a better way forward. For okay, so, so maybe maybe that being and receptive nutshell, and not open. Being and, an, yeah. Not being a know-it-all. Yeah, 100%. Yep, yeah. Sure. So it's kind okay. of yeah remembering that you don't necessarily know everything um, and that there are other perspectives and generally the coach has had many experiences working with many athletes and is taking that knowledge and experience and trying to impart it on you so you can learn from their mistakes Mm. and learn from their struggles. Okay, so talk about the first one. Being receptive? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's one thing that I have come across a little bit um, probably recently in the last couple of years is the willingness to take on the bits of advice that I'm giving to people and actually implement them. But what sort of advice is it? Like advice, like technical advice, or is it advice like bit um, of both? To be fair, like how to live and recover, etc. Yeah, both in in every aspect. Now, I feel like newer athletes that come into the sport that kind of work under me um, or with me. Sorry, under me. That's the wrong mm. term to use. But with me, I feel would have a little bit more. Um, receptiveness openness yeah yeah, openness if they had seen what we'd kind of done over the past um, you know 10 years I feel like that's um, yeah that makes sense maybe a little bit of an issue there but yeah someone who's willing to kind of listen to what you're saying is engaged in the conversation when that's taking place Mm -hmm. um, and then trying to implement that stuff and me trying to visibly see them implement that kind of work into whatever they're doing and so really that comes down to trust right yep Yeah, and so why do you think that there's... I've got my ideas, but why do you think that there is a disconnect in trust? (laughs) I think for the younger athletes, the generational differences are quite Mm. um, obvious. 
and the willingness to work is definitely a lot different to it was when we were um, when we were kind back of competing back, back in our day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think that's that's probably the yeah the key, and, and this is the trust thing. People don't know what we've done mm. if they have only just come into the sport recently. Yeah, that makes sense. And so um, one thing that I think can lead to trust in uh, any like in this situation can is largely to do with what they see on social media right mm. and so on social media you might see someone say something or do something and then you automatically think that you should be doing that thing mm. but it's taken completely out of context and it's not taken into regard like into account the fact that your coach is seeing you knowing what you're doing mm. every single day you're just taking a piece of advice or like some little anecdotal little thing that you might have seen on tidbit on Instagram and then thinking that that's better than what you're doing and so then it kind of transitions across to like the grass being greener and Mm -hmm. maybe that you should be doing that and then you start questioning everything um, I suppose rather than trusting that the person who you're currently dealing with has got your best interest in heart is experienced and qualified uh, to be able to guide you on this journey Mm. yeah it's um it's a double-edged sword really I feel like and I don't want to keep saying the younger generation but athletes in their early 20s and maybe late teens are so influenced and social media is so goddamn influential that Mm. if you get that two in combination Mm. it's like a you know a ticking time bomb essentially in regards to yeah what we're just talking about and so what about um, their own self-awareness? Does that help with them being coachable? Yes. Like someone who is aware of their, their strengths and their weaknesses and their, and their ability? How do you feel like that probably helps them? Um, I feel uh, it definitely does help. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you've got to know. The more you know about yourself, the more you're going to be able to take on whatever someone's mm. giving you, that kind of advice that someone's giving you. Um and I feel like trying to implement that stuff is a little bit easier when you are a little bit more self-aware mm. um, as well, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, and so yeah, it's that kind of knowing like how you're acting and responding to certain things and being able to communicate that with your coach. Mm. Yeah, and so that, I think that's a really big thing as well is the communication, um, not just holding on to things to yourself when things aren't, going well like necessarily maybe you're having a down week maybe things are happening at home or outside of the gym Um, and so communicating that with your coach and saying hey this week um, might be a little bit off Mm. um, rather than just keeping it to yourself and holding on to it and then just being in a grump or a mood and then um, your coach going in blind and not actually being able to give you any uh, appropriate feedback because you're in such a grumpy mood or things like that so communication's big time yeah funny you mentioned that because all of the the athletes that I work with are getting a lot better at that Mm. apart from Gemma my partner (laughs) (laughs) if she's having a shitty day or a shitty week training wise she will bottle up and she'll just continue to train grumpy without actually and and the problem is being her partner and her coach is always going to be a muddy waters for sure bold move yeah I know partner Parenting together, yeah, yeah, so in coaching, yeah, yeah. Which I'm probably not the best coach for her, but she's definitely not the most coachable athlete for me at the same time. <laughs> Hopefully, she doesn't listen to this. Yeah, I don't think she. Um, yeah, I don't she think she's, she'll she's hear sick it. of hearing your voice yeah, anyway. Sure, yeah. Um, and so, in that regard, like, 
what could an athlete, what are the key things that you would want an athlete to tell you um, in the communication department? Well, I mean, if it's, I mean, everything, you know, yeah. you know, with, I've got um, athletes that I work with very closely and I'm with all the time. Bailey Rogers is an example of that. She will fill me in on her sleep, um, what her nutrition's been like, what she can and can't do for the day. She's um, currently struggling through a back injury. She's probably the most coachable athlete I've got. If I write it on the program, she'll do every single thing on the program. She'll cross the T's and dot the I's until the program is done, mm. which um, in our case right now has been a bad thing because I've loaded her up um, to the point of where uh, she's currently struggling with a bit of an injury. But in saying that, it's opened new pathways of communication and that we talk way more now mm. and we are constantly... Um, in communication about what she can and can't do to the point of where she'll be in her session and she'll message me and say, I can't do this, this and this, what can we do? And we'll make modifications then and there, which is perfect. That's what we want because I want her mm. back on track and um, and moving in the right direction. So that's what I would like as a coach that I'm working with someone. Um, okay. It doesn't have to be that in depth all the time, like we're in communication a lot, but, um, you know, that on a lesser scale was huge yep. for me to help and also for athletes to get the most out of what they're trying to do with their with their goals and their training sessions and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so what about um, taking like personal accountability and personal responsibility um, for their own development? And so that this comes back to like the uh, blaming the program mm. or like, for example... Uh, let's say the All Blacks lose. Yep. Coach often yes. will get the blame mm. uh, for that. Um, how much onus do you think lies on the athlete in CrossFit um, f- for their performance? On a scale of zero to 100 or 100%, <laughs> I would say... Fuck, what would you say? 80, 80%, 75%? <laughs> it's a, it's a, a real tricky one because yeah. as a coach, I always want to give the credit to the athlete Mm. um like we're here to have conversations to give you the plan and to guide you but at that point it's just words yeah like we're just saying words Mm. um and it's not until the athlete actually takes it and then runs with it Mm. and implements those words and listens to the actions that you've told them and said and goes and works on their sleep and improves their nutrition and does their recovery and like implements the training to the Mm. intent to the plan that you've given them uh that it actually becomes like uh out uh like an output a result and that is the result that they're striving for like success whether that be getting better um or standing on the podium whatever their Mm. their goal is and so i say that there's a lot of the onus is taking responsibility as an athlete to do the things Mm. that you've been guided to um and i think it it goes both ways i I don't want to take credit for athlete success i want to be part of their journey Mm. and i want to help them but they are the the stars of the show because Mm. they're the ones doing the work and the reality is like the a lot of the stuff that we tell people you could fucking google it yeah but (laughs) yeah it's been able to trust that information right yeah it's um interesting i'll go back to bailey again she hurt her back and she did nothing wrong she gets the most sleep she could possibly Mm. any athlete could possibly get she is 100 percent on the mark every single day with her nutrition she is very very disciplined as an athlete um she does a lot of mindset and mindfulness work Mm. and she does all of her recovery protocols stretching mobility ice baths hot colds saunas everything so why did she hurt herself well then um if she was doing everything correctly and she was communicating with me then i've got to take 
some of yep, the onus some of that, that responsibility yeah, because I was probably loading her up too much I know now that I probably wasn't giving her enough warm up stuff to do before she actually got into her heavy lifting hmm. um, and I've got to take responsibility on that so as far as um, her taking responsibility for whatever she yeah. had done up to that point no blame could be given to her whatsoever, yeah and know? so th- that's where I suppose it becomes a two way street and yep. so it's like the partnership or the the relationship with the coach um, and the athlete is much like I suppose the relationship that you would have with your your lover. Yeah, um, is where you've both got your your roles and responsibilities to play. Mm. Um, you've both got work that has to be done, and if someone drops the ball, yep. doesn't pick up little Franco from Kindy, yep. then um, that's going to reflect in a negative outcome. Yep. And so both people have to be to be working. And so as to be coachable would be taking responsibility for your part in yes, the role. For sure. And then as a coach, it's taking our responsibility for giving you the appropriate advice and guidance and plan mm. in order to succeed. Yep. And if you don't succeed um, through us not doing it, that's on the coach. Yep. Um, if you don't succeed because you didn't implement, mm. um, then that's on you. Agreed. And so there goes a bit, bit about bit both ways there. Yeah. Definitely give and take. Yeah. And so if we were to put, kind of narrow it down to just some key things. So you've said uh, to be coachable, um, communication is key. So mm-hmm. listening, yes. taking on advice, yep. um, trusting the coach and the, their experience and their intentions to do the best thing by you because they see you on a day-to-day basis yep. um, and take responsibility. Yep. Anything else that you can think about? Not off the top of my head. I, I suppose one just, it, but. Yeah, one would be, I suppose, which is like part of like the just the process is being active in the relationship. Mm. And um, you kind of touched on it with Bailey, like not just blindly following. Yeah. So like listening is important, yeah. but then at the same time asking questions Talking. if you don't understand. Yeah, for sure. If something doesn't feel right, say this doesn't feel right or yeah. I think I might be doing too much and so that comes down to the communication yes. but engaging in the process mm. I think is super super valuable yeah no and that that is actually a really good point to bring up because I do have lots of other individual athletes on my program that I don't have much communication with at all they just mm. kind of follow the program um, and that's great and they do the work but would they get more out of it if there was a little bit more back and forth? Maybe, mm, you know, most likely. quite possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So there you have it. And so just to clarify, this was not targeted at anyone. Um, <laughs> this is just a chat about how you can be more coachable, how you can get more. Because ultimately, the more coachable you are, the more you're going to get out of the money that you're paying to your coaches, yes. to your gym, to be able to get better, to progress, to be able to improve your lifestyle, to improve your performance. And so be more coachable. Yep. Thank you very much, team. We'll see you again soon. Good luck, gang. If you enjoy our content that we're providing, please like and share with your fellow gym goers. Leave us a review and please take a screenshot and chuck it up on social media. We really want to get the word out so we can continue to help everyday people become high performers.